news, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Always walking on sunshine here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And apparently today we're walking on sunshine outside. We're looking at um, temperatures rising a little bit, bit by bit. We're at 58 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 58 at the Highlands, 63 now at my home studios in Elm Grove, where I am not, and 56 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley, we're looking for sunny morning. The sun will give way to clouds by midday. Then we'll have some showers after that in the afternoon and storms in the evening. So now let me go to our Skywarn weather uh, update and see what the weather is outside. Garen, it's... Uh, 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 oh, wait a minute. She moved. Wait, what, what happened here? It's not Garen. It's like, not Garen. It's like the Tonight Show, Howard. Remember, another guest would come in, you get bumped down to get, and get, Garen's on the other end of the couch. Now. Uh, our, our intern, Garen, uh, Catherine, and I usually have give me my sky-worn weather. No, no, you can just tell me, what's the, what's the, what's it doing outside? I was going to say, I didn't know I was, wasn't supposed you, to sit down yet. I just no, came in and no, made no, myself no, no, at home. You know, I, you I didn't great. know what's going on around here, so it's, uh, I was looking for uh, Garen, and then there you are, so... What's sky-worn weather out there? Well, I couldn't tell you. All I can tell you is it is sunny, and uh, it's a beautiful day. That's good, and that's what we need to know. (laughs) Sunshine and blue skies. And again, if you're going to enjoy the weather today, sunshine and blue skies this morning, and pleasant temperatures. We've begun to rise now. It's cooler earlier this morning, but uh, moving up into the eventually upper 60s or low 70s uh, before it's all over and done with. So. 909 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Catherine Guyon is here with us. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, you know me in a microphone. I'm just right at home. I came in and sat down. <laughs> and, hey. so, and that's, and that's <laughs> you know, it's, it, this is like a, this is an at-home kind of, we just, you know, people come, people go, we're happy to, you, you didn't, you didn't, should I ask her, you didn't, you didn't bring any food, did you? No, was I supposed to? Well, no, but we, no, we, we, we just did a whole food segment in the last, kind of begging a little uh, bit. last 20 minutes and. And I'm really hungry now. Oh my gosh! See, I got two strikes against me already. You're gonna <laughs> kick me out. First, I take the weather, the weather segment away. Now I forgot food. I'd have happily brought donuts well, no, or no, something. No, okay. You gotta you, give me some no, warning. No, no, no. You, we were talking about the number one cafeteria in Ohio. Melman's. Melman's cafeteria. I heard. Yes, and um, and then like idiots, we were listing all the things that we really like, and once we started listing them. You can hear our stomachs now. We want them. Well, <laughs> would you believe it? I've never been to Melman's. What? I know. I feel awful saying that. I've been here almost five and a half years now, and I have yet to go to Melman's. But like, I hear about it all the time. It's one of my like most anticipated places to visit now. Oh my! The food is good, and and you can't beat the prices. I say every Sunday, my wife and I try and figure out where we can go for for Sunday dinner, and and we'll always kick around some of the other places, and the other places all are like you know. 40, 50 bucks for the two of us. And then I say, or we go to Melman's and get all kinds of food for like $10. I mean, it's just, it's a That's the deal. Lots of, lots of different choices. Well, yeah, plenty cheap of prices. Choices. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm stunned. I'm going to get there. I promise. You, I hope the you, fine uh, folks at Melman's aren't listening to me say that. But I, I will, listen, well, listening to me say that I've never been there, rather. But I will get there. This will now become a regular feature of the Watchdog Morning Show. When will Catherine <laughs> Guy and get to Melman's Cafeteria? We'll it? just have to go to breakfast or lunch together, Howard. There you go. There you go. There you go. We'll take, I'll take the whole group now since I now forgot food and right. took over the weather. So <laughs> Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So Do we have lunch plans today? Not that I know of, but man, I, what time is it? It's nine o'clock, Howard. <laughs> a little bit early for lunch, but what time? What time does lunch actually begin? Well, again, it, it all depends what time you start your day. To me, it's like ten o'clock, ten thirty. Yeah, okay. Brunch, guys. Well, that's brunch. It doesn't matter. You can eat anytime. Just yeah, call it brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it brunch. You Getting can... hungry again. Yeah, <laughs> call it brunch. <laughs> anyway, Catherine Guyne is here with us uh, from WTRF TV Seven. You said it's been five years. What you said? Yeah, just over five. Yeah. You really have uh, made this whole veterans thing a big, I won't say a crusade, but that's been a big thing for you. It's It's been a big thing for me long before I got here. That's what I understood. To be honest. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I've been very fortunate that WTRF has kind of given me a microphone, so to speak, to be able to turn my passion into a series. And I'm grateful to the Ohio Valley that's caught on and shared stories. Where did that come from? Is it a family situation or you just were interested in that? I mean, how did you become so interested in this? My, my grandfather, my uh, mother's dad on my mother's side, he was one of my heroes in everything in life, just as a person. And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up and he was a world war II Navy veteran, um, radio man, first class. Uh And he always used to tell me the most fantastic stories all the time growing up about being on the ship. He was on the USS Loy. Um, he was an avid crossword puzzle guy. So every morning he had to get the crossword puzzle. And I remember sitting there with him over breakfast and he would write different things in Morse code in the margins really? of the newspaper. And I never, I never <laughs> learned it cause it was so hard, but he used to write my name and different things. And he used to tell, me funny stories about making sure his shipmates got back in time when they were um, on leave because they had a curfew on the ship, you know. And um, I lost him. It's been about 15 years ago now. It was very, very sudden. And we never recorded his stories. Uh, yeah. And I can't tell you, I'm sure other people can relate to this, how that ate away at me for years because I can never get that back. And I just... I was sitting at my desk at WTRF not long after I started, and it was on the anniversary of his passing, and I was thinking about him, and I was like, I don't want anybody else to ever feel that way. So that's how I started Veterans Voices, and it snowballed into all kinds of other stories and ways I've been fortunate enough to help. Because, I mean, I'm merely a mouthpiece for all these heroes and wonderful organizations that help them. So I'm just lucky. We're going to talk about helping heroes and with folks from Helping Heroes here in a second. But l- let me just stick with your stories uh, for a minute. How do you do, – do veterans call you or do family of veteran members? How do you get your, how do you get your, your subjects? Um, all the above, yeah. I guess. I've had veterans hear about it and contact me. I've had family say, you've got to talk to you know, my dad. Um, I've had people call on behalf of their friends. I have this great chain going now with a, sure, a, a yeah. few of my veteran friends in Marshall County where one of them does it, then they put their buddy in the hot seat, and then they put their buddy in the hot seat. So it's kind of like they all put each other up to it, but in the end, they're glad they did it. I have found over the years that uh, veterans sometimes love to tell stories and sometimes don't want to talk at all. Have you run into that when you've gone to talk to some veterans and they just say, no, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this? Yeah, I, I have a rule when I sit down and talk to veterans and I tell them this right off the bat. 
if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. If you just want to say that's where things got bad or mm-hmm. that's a part of my life I want to forget and we can talk about everything else around it. I've had veterans whom I've known for years that have only recently felt comfortable enough with me and seen enough of veterans' voices to sit down. And I think not just with me, but with anybody that has a veteran in their life, you have to be cognizant of that because my goal is never to make a veteran feel worse after talking to me. I believe uh, believe one of the best things Howard and I ever did uh, together was uh, we had a friend uh, of the show that listened just about every day. His name was Paul McGinnis. And he lived up in Bethlehem. And Paul was a young man who was on the uh, SS Indianapolis that was blown up. And then the survivors were in the water and then the sharks came. And Paul, steady, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he shared that with us one day. He came on the air. And he told the and story he told about the whole being, oh. story. And he told how lucky he was because it was so hot that night that he got permission to sleep out on the deck. And if he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been there that day. And they were talking about having to throw people overboard and 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 for days they bobbed in the water Catherine and they would hear sounds of the sharks getting uh, their shipmates and they just prayed and they hoped and they huddled together and uh, days a couple of days went on like that it was so hot in the daytime and it was so cold at night and the sharks and Paul survived and he shared that with us and it was just very very powerful it was stuff. it was he was scheduled to be like a 20 minute guest and we I think we gave him for 3 hours he just told the whole story but, but at the point yeah the point that I was thinking when you were talking about that was he I mean it was a traumatic experience but he was willing to share it not all of them are it takes people years I the majority of the veterans that I interview are Vietnam veterans now and think about how long it's been for them and some of them still can't talk about it or can't talk about it all or have taken years to kind of come to terms with it or be able to talk about it I mean I sit I've sat with these veterans you guys had three hours it's been hours for me where I've sat with with them as well I say as long as you want to talk I want to listen and I think that's important you know not only for us to do as people in the media but if you have a veteran in your family just sit down and talk to them you'll be so glad you did you are uh, helping helping heroes with the Founders Day event that's coming up soon I want to take a break and then we'll talk about that uh, the event and uh, we'll talk with uh, is it Jeremy we have with us yes Jeremy Jeremy Harrison is going to be here with us from helping heroes to talk about what they're doing. I want to know what they're doing because I see that building, work on that building. Man, that sat there dead for so many years, and now they're revitalizing. Oh, it's fantastic. I can't wait for Jeremy to tell you all about it. It's wonderful. We'll talk about it coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 918. Hi, it's Hoppy Kirchhoff. We'll talk line on Metro News. One of my regular guests is Chris Steierwalt for his political insights, and he never disappoints. So Mitch McConnell would rather have the governor as a senator, right. and the Club for Growth would rather have Mooney as a senator, um, and for various reasons. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia and get the political insights of Chris Steierwalt, frequent guest on Talkline right here on this Metro News radio station. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. How much 
could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Get 11% off everything at Menards. We offer the lowest prices with the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. With the best appliance brands including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Get a refrigerator, oven, microwave, and dishwasher with the fingerprint-resistant stainless steel Whirlpool appliance suite. And save over $2,400 after 11% rebate at Menards. Good through June 18th, savings or mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Don't just listen, be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Sunshine, swimming pools, green grass, and great conversation. It's summertime, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, roaming in the upper 50s now, going to head into the 60s uh, and maybe up to 70 before the day is over and done with. Uh, when we're done here, a Hoppy Kirchhoff statewide talk line beginning at 10.06. I'll join Hoppy today on the statewide show. Uh, and uh, I'm looking at the, less, the list, Bob. I'm going to be stuck in the midst of a bunch of Republicans. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Trump. You already hate that, don't you? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Trump indictment, and it's. I think it's me and me alone. Uh, Chris Steyerwalt, uh, who used to be with Fox News, Riley Moore, the state treasurer and public candidate for Congress, is going to be talking about the Trump indictment. Uh, Eric Tarr, P Putnam County Republican Senator, Chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, is going to be talking about the Trump indictment. And me. So... The lone liberal voice crying in the wilderness. Not kind, of, kind of like West Virginia politics. Howard. Yes, exactly. There's got to be someone to re represent that point of view. That's coming up today, statewide talk line. But right now we're talking to Catherine Guy, and Catherine is from WTF-TV7 uh, and is here with us to talk about their Founders Day event coming up and also to talk about uh, Helping Heroes, and Jeremy Harrison is going to join us from Helping Heroes as well. First of all, uh, Catherine, I got a note from a gentleman I call ABE. He, whenever he signs his political notice, anyone but Elliot. He doesn't like Glenn Elliott. Uh, Bob just calls him Abe. But I got a note from him. Mr. Monroe, this young lady from Channel 7 should be congratulated and praised for her respect of our brave veterans from ABE. So 
Well, I thank him for that. That's very sweet. Yeah. I don't always agree with ABE, but I'm with him. Yeah, way to go, AB. So, um, Founders Day. Tell me what Founders Day is real quick, and then let's bring Jeremy in to talk about helping heroes. So, obviously, WTRF is owned by Nexstar Broadcasting. I'm sure a lot of people who watch WTRF have at least seen that name or heard that name. Largest and broadcasting con company in the country, Yes, we own stations all over the country. And as part of that, every year on this same time period, June 16th, 17th in there, Founders Day is actually June 16th, but we you know, moved our event to a Saturday – they celebrate the anniversary of Nexstar's founding by every station across the country that our company owns doing a service project in their community where they are. So it's a really great way to get involved, which is so important to Nexstar stations, but especially to us here at WTRF. We truly do love not just because we have to do it, but because we want to do it, being involved and supporting great organizations and We've, we're proud to support Helping Heroes, honestly. They are our benefactor this year. And I personally cannot say enough good things about the work that Jeremy Harrison has done, RJ Konkoleski, and the whole team at Helping Heroes. They are tremendous. Well, let's ask Jeremy Harrison about that. He's been on hold for a long time. Jeremy, I apologize for keeping you waiting, but I wanted to kind of set things okay. up with Catherine here. Good morning. Welcome to uh, our show. Tell me, tell me a bit about Helping Heroes. All right. So, uh, Helping Heroes is an organization that uh, my wife and I started back in 2010 um, as a result of me working for the Department of Veterans Affairs and interacting with mostly at the beginning Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, but also you know, all the veterans across the board that were dealing with issues related to their military service, um, primarily the psychological issues that they were struggling with once they came home from the war. And many of the men and women that I saw were also struggling with financial issues, um, whether it be they couldn't because they couldn't go back to their job because of their injuries and illnesses, or they couldn't find a job once they got out of the military. Uh, there were always family issues. The divorce rates were very high mm -hmm. uh, at the peak of the war. We're talking tens of thousands on the active duty side alone. Um, so. I would hear these stories time and time again, and uh, veterans that not, not only are they dealing with uh, job insecurity, uh, family issues, they're also suffering oftentimes with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So all of those other financial-related issues exacerbate the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. So I, I wanted to do something. I needed. I was trying to think about, uh, you know, what we could do locally to uh, serve these men and women who, you know, served us uh, so selflessly. So um, we, my wife and I, we bought an old piece of property down on Jefferson Avenue in Moundsville. Um, and through the work of dedicated volunteers and uh, community support, um, we started Helping Heroes. And so our main mission is to provide veteran families with uh financial assistance and resources that they need to get back to a stable, uh, to get back to stable living. Um, you know, they, veterans who meet the criteria will provide uh, financial support services um, for up to uh, 12, 12 plus months sometimes. Um, we'll help the veterans figure out what the issues are, make sure they get the resources that they need, um, and then, you know, eventually, hopefully graduate the program successfully. We also have a transitional housing program. 
which was kind of my uh, baby for starting this whole thing because a lot of veterans were becoming homeless. Um, so we had three apartments at that building and veterans who were literally homeless and dealing with you know a multitude of issues could stay in that program for up to two years, um, all the while getting the resources that the organization can provide uh, financially in addition to you know, other resources in the community that uh, help support them. So it's really a community effort. Um, they, they may start at Helping Heroes, but they're going to interact with a multitude of other resources in the community so they can get the help that they need. And Catherine said that a lot of the veterans she talks to for her veterans' voices are Vietnam veterans. You said you're primarily dealing with or a lot of what you deal with are Iraqi and Afghanistan veterans? So that's who I was dealing with initially. That's who I worked with a lot when I worked with for the VA. But now we have veterans all across the board. We have veterans that uh, served in Iraq and Afghanistan. We've had veterans from World War II, Korean War, Vietnam, all of them. Um, and some of them, you know, they're not all combat vets. We have a lot of veterans who, you know, served their active duty time and, and got out and were fortunate enough to not have to go to war. Um, but they're still eligible for the services that we provide. You you said you primarily offered financial support. Do you do things like support groups, that sort of stuff? You talked about PTSD and some of the, uh, I know what word to use. I'll use mental health problems. That may not be a bad yeah. phrase. But do you, do you offer kind of support groups or counseling or those kind of things too? So we, indirectly, I would say, okay. um, we're, we don't have a clinician on staff yet that is able to provide those services um, for the veterans that we have. So what we do is, we outsource them to places like the Vet Center in Bethlehem. Gotcha. Um, a lot of them go to the VA clinic in St. Clairsville, or they'll get somebody locally that they'll see for mental health issues that they have. Each person, that, each person, I should say each veteran that is served by Helping Heroes is assigned a case manager who works with them you know, throughout everything. And most of, these case, most of the case managers are, um, in fact, all of them, I believe, have a social work background, and some have master's degrees. I, so there's there's a lot of counseling per se that goes goes along with those services. But we've been fighting with the government in the state of West Virginia for a long time to get a program for uh, veterans and really uh, veteran suicide issues. And so um, I also I founded the uh, Northern Panhandle Veterans Council, and we work hand in hand with Helping Heroes, and we advocate for vets on a state level. So <clears throat> we, uh, we fought for a bill that was passed. Um, so there's going to be money provided to the state to hire suicide prevention workers, and the goal is to have one at our office to not only deal with suicidal issues, but also crises, other types of crises. Two particular problems that we often think about with veterans, I do, uh, not just getting through life, but we do have an awful lot of homeless veterans. I don't know if they're around here or not, but that is a real nationwide plague, I guess, of homeless veterans. Why is that? Well, uh, <clears throat> there are a multitude of reasons for that. And I will say, first off, that we do have a, a homeless population in this area, homeless veteran population in this area. Um we currently have five transitional apartments, and those were all homeless before they moved into our organization. And there have been times 
that we have had uh, veterans waiting to get into the program that are currently homeless. Um, so there's definitely a homeless issue here, and unfortunately, it seems like every year our numbers get uh, larger. So a lot of them are dealing with psychological issues, um, whether it's PTSD or some other type of psychosis that could be or may not be related to their military service. Um, they, they could be someone who is struggling, has been struggling with substance abuse issues, who ultimately lost everything as a result of that. Um, they could have missed a few paychecks because they were sick or mm-hmm. lost a family member who was half of the income for the family and they couldn't afford what they have anymore. Um, so then they end up, they end up becoming homeless. <clears throat> I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I started this organization, and I think I took my first step towards that when I had a veteran come and see me one day. And I had had enough of this because I've been hearing story after story. And um, I, let me I, let me interrupt you for a second. Are you a yeah. veteran? Are you a veteran? Yeah, I served in the Iraq War. Okay. Yes, Army. Um, so I had a veteran come in and see me, and he said that I'm. He said, I don't know what to do. I'm on the verge of taking my life. And I oh, said, well, wow. tell, me what's go- I said, tell me what's going on. He said, well, when I was at the, in Iraq, my wife left me for another guy. I came home. They had two young children. She had taken the kids away. She moved halfway across the country um, where they were originally from. He was here because of his parents living here. So he told me that he had taken out multiple mortgages on his home that he had maxed out all of his credit cards. He had injuries from the war that he was not getting compensation for. Eventually, I helped him with that. Um, so I had to work with this guy, and I was trying to think about how can we help him financially, or how how is he going to be supported, and, and, and how many other veterans are in the same situation that he's in. So I just... You know, I started looking around for agencies that might be able to provide his services. I didn't really find any. I didn't find any uh, at that time. And uh, so we decided that uh, this might be the right thing for us to do to start this organization. And, and we've helped over 1,000 people since we started doing what we're doing. So what's, what, do you, what, what is this new building in downtown? Well, it's not a new building, but what is the building downtown that you're uh, working on renovating? Uh, this, so a lot of people know this building is the uh, the old Columbia Gas Building or right. the blue, big blue building down by Northern. Has very very of, unusual architecture. I mean, it really stands out. It's a strange <laughs> building in downtown. Yeah, it is. It is, and we're working with the. We've been working hand in hand with the historical society because there are certain criteria that we have to adhere to to main to to improve this building. But we're. Just, yeah, I was talking to somebody about this building a couple of days ago when we were referring to it as the old Columbia Gas Building, and somebody said, you need to stop calling it the old Columbia Gas Building and start getting your name out there and think of a different name that <laughs> people can point. call it, because yeah. that's all everybody ever says, the old Columbia Gas Building. It's the new Helping Heroes Building, <laughs> but we need to come up with a good name for it. But anyway, so uh, we were we moved from Moundsville to OVMC. We were in that building that housed Northwood and uh, mm-hmm. Hillcrest, and... We were there for a couple of years. We left Moundsville because we literally ran out of space for staff, for the veterans that we were helping. Uh, and 75%, about 75% of the veterans that we were serving were in Ohio County. So it just kind of made sense at the time for us to move to Wheeling. So we moved into that building. 
And then, as everybody knows now, the building was sold to WVU, so we had to move out of there. We're currently in a temporary office inside of the McClure Hotel. Um, but we bought, the, but in the meantime, we bought this building and decided to, to, to take what it has been through the years an empty, a big eyesore, really, in, in downtown Wheeling, and nobody has been there for quite some time. And um, we're doing a complete overhaul of this place. It started with uh, getting the roof back on because the roof that was there before was very deteriorated. Um, it was literally raining in that building when it <laughs> rained outside, when it snowed. So it snowed inside the building. Um, there's also a, a lower level roof that was over top of the old law library that also fell in. So we had to get a we had to get a roof on this place, and then in the meantime, they were doing other emergency type projects like fixing the elevator, um, getting the asbestos removed, things like that. So now we're finally at a stage where they're doing actual construction work for our new office spaces. So what we're what we're looking at uh, in this new facility, we're going to have three floors with five transitional apartments on each floor. So we can serve 15 veterans at a time in this transitional housing program. We'll have one floor of administrative offices. We'll have another floor for the staff offices. We'll have a conference room. And then on the first floor, which is something we've been really excited about, is that we're going to convert it, at least a portion of it, into a thrift store. So because over the years, people are offering us almost every day, do we need this? Do we need that? Do you need this? Furniture, clothes. TVs, you know, all these different things that we can use for our veterans, but we don't always need for our vets that we can turn into a funding source for Helping Heroes, but also uh, our veterans that are in transitional can actually work in that store, earn a little bit of money, put the money away. Um, you know, it'd just be a great way to uh, fulfill a multitude of purposes. And eventually we're going to have a, we want to have a coffee shop too. That's our longer-term goal. Now, Jeremy, I'm not a real estate developer, okay? Mm -hmm. But I, I got some layman's understanding of things. It's got to be darn expensive. I mean, renovating an old building like that, putting a new roof on it, dealing with the elevators, forget creating office spaces. And stuff. I mean, the building itself in such, it's got to be an expensive process. Where is the money coming from? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, are you praying? Is, a, is it a daily <laughs> a prayer every day? Is that what you hope? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. No. Um, so <clears throat> it's going to be a multi-million dollar project in the end. So, so the reason that we thought it would be okay to purchase this building right from the start was because um, the building came with with tax credits. Right. So it came. It, so it came with a couple million dollars in tax credits that we eventually will sell to someone probably for about half that price. So that gave us a good start on the project. Um, there are grants at the state level uh, for, from the historical society that um, will provide funding for the building once it's at the latter stages of uh, rehabilitation. Um, so we've also applied for a lot of the, the little pockets of money that the city has provided for things like the streetscape project mm -hmm. and the upper floors project. Um, we have foundations that are providing us with a lot of money. Um, some We've had several that have given us over $100,000 each 
just for the purpose of rehabilitating this building. Uh, and then we do little fundraisers. We do a couple big fundraisers. Um, and then we have people that are just you know, sending us money. And, you know, we send out letters. We do an annual uh, annual mailing. And, um, you know, it pe- gives people an opportunity at the end of the year to, to or any time, really, uh, to, to provide finances uh, for us to bring us to bring it to the table and then also we've applied for other uh, funding sources like through senator mansion and appropriations and things like that and then you have Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she uh she's going to be responsible for bringing in probably tens of thousands of dollars total just by the work that she's done for us when when it's all said and done God willing. I mean, I hope so. I, You know, if, if anybody wants to see inside that building, I've been very fortunate that Jeremy's kind of taken me along for the ride, me and my camera, that is, because I remember the first day they called me and said, hey, we're going to have this major announcement, meet us at this old building, and stuff was falling out of the ceiling. Literally, we couldn't yeah. get anywhere with my camera except for the main lobby because it was too dangerous. I've quite literally been in there when it was raining through the roof, when it was snowing through the roof last winter, and I was just in there a couple weeks ago and finally able to go to the no, top floor no snow no, snow, no <laughs> precipitation it was shaded because there was a roof there was no sun coming through and i was finally able to go to the top floor and i've been fortunate enough to document it all people can go to wtrf.com and just search helping heroes and you'll be able to kind of watch their progress stage by stage but i mean it's been remarkable to see the transformation and when you talk to jeremy and see how excited they are about it and just know what they've done before with smaller spaces, just to imagine what helping heroes is going to be able to do with this larger space. I just can't wait to see the changes that it's going to bring for this community. You know, I, I certainly appreciate the the value of helping heroes specifically and their work in this building. But I look at the bigger picture of this is a great addition to the downtown Renaissance that's underway. You know, that building has been, for 20 years, people have asked me, I don't know how long it's been closed, but people ask me, what is that? Is any, can anything ever go in there again? And the answer always, I thought was, I don't know. This may have to come down someday. And uh, I'm glad to see that uh, it's, it's going to be uh, saved and for a particularly for a good purpose. But you're not just doing good work for the, for the veterans. You're doing good work for the city, uh, Jeremy, by uh, being part of the downtown renaissance. Yeah, we're really excited to be part of what's happening in downtown. Um, it, it's it's a, for us. It's a perfect location too. We, you know, since since from day one, we've been communicating with uh, the the powers that be at Northern Community College. Uh, you know, we were kind of invading their space a little bit, but yeah. but uh, they're very excited about uh, what we're doing, and they've they've been supportive all along. They've even provided. Uh, Donate, they even provided donations for our fundraiser that we had a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they're really looking forward to us coming in. Uh, they have some of their own veteran-related programs at that school. Uh, they do a, a veteran lunch there uh, once once a week, and um, you know, we're just, so we're looking forward to being a part of that. Also, yeah, I mean, this is a building that sticks out, I and mean, we're if you drive down Route Two. You can look over and see the top of this building, and eventually there's going to be a big sign on that building that says "Helping Heroes." You're going to keep and that beautiful. Gonna, you're going to keep that beautiful blue, right? 
Yes. Every, the building is going to look almost identical to what it does right now, except with the exception of new windows, which are also going to be somewhat similar. So we are going to keep we're going to keep the uh, beautiful mural that's that's on the building outside of the building right now. Um, it, it's going to look great. We've looked at some of the streetscape blueprints of what is going to happen down in that area. And when that's done and when our building is done, it just, it's going to be a great-looking area for downtown Wheeling. I'm, uh, some, some of the other TV7 people are knocking at our door. Taylor Long's ready to do headlines, and Bob Westfall's getting ready to come in and give us the update for the morning. So i got to move on here quickly, Catherine. But So how is Founders Day going to help these guys? Well, all of the proceeds, 100%, not a dime is going to WTRF. We're just merely a vessel to be able to pull everybody together to raise money for Helping Heroes. So... It's this Saturday, June 17th. It's called No One Walks Alone Veteran Suicide Awareness Walk. It's really twofold. We're raising money for Helping Heroes as much as we possibly can to help with their new headquarters. I'm never again going to call it the former Columbia Gas Building. <laughs> I'm making a proclamation. We're calling it Helping Heroes Headquarters. Heroes here on HQ. Four. Yeah, <laughs> Heroes HQ. I love it. Um, so not only are we raising money for them, but we're also raising awareness of veteran suicide and veteran mental health, which is, is so important. I know it's important to Jeremy and Helping Heroes, and we just want the community and veterans to see that there are all these different organizations that support them. So check-in that day is going to be at 9 a.m. You can register that day as well. At about 9.30, we're going to have a small ceremony to kick off the walk and have a moment to remember all those veterans who have taken their own lives and then we're going to walk for 44 minutes because I know you hear the number 22 a lot but through working with Jeremy I learned that as many as 44 veterans a day take their own lives so we will be walking around West Virginia Northern's campus here in Wheeling right next to the new Heroes HQ and we'll be walking for 44 minutes to represent those 44 lives every day there will also be I think we have 15 to 20 different organizations that either veterans can join or who are there to support veterans. Um, The vet center is going to be there, the VA, so many different things that they can be involved in. Um, Team RWB, just to name a couple, Senator Manchin's office will be there. And these are all organizations that veterans can join or get help from. And they've all kind of, you know, a lot of them have worked with Helping Heroes before. So we really want it to be a day of remembrance, but also a day of community for people to come out. Chief Meteorologist Zach Petty assures me it's going to be a beautiful day as of right now, knock on wood, and we want everybody to be together. We're going to be raffling off some amazing items that were donated to us. And again, every cent is going to Helping Heroes. It's $20 per person to register, but you can donate more if you want to. All the information is at WTRF.com. And I'm going to make an 11th hour plea here, I guess. If any businesses are out there listening to this and you want to be involved or help out or donate, um, please get in touch with me. You can email me, kgion at WTRF, K-G-H-I-O-N at WTRF. Um, just get in touch with me, and anybody that wants to be involved can be there. I mean, I say this to Jeremy all the time. They get by with a little help from their friends, and they truly do. It's been awesome to kind of watch as a fly on the wall the way the community has embraced them, and I hope that they do it this weekend. We have about 70 people registered so far. I would love to crack 100 people, 100 participants in the walk. I would love it. So that, that help be, me, Ohio Valley. Horrible. You should be able to do that. Catherine, thanks for coming. People can check things out at WTF.com. Jeremy, you're doing God's work. Uh, really, uh, what a great addition to downtown it is. What great work you're doing. I appreciate you right. taking time with us this morning. And anytime we can help you out here on the Watchdog, feel free to 
give me a call and let me know, and we'll be happy to help you with whatever uh, whatever we can do. i got to move on. Thank you, guys, both of you. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. 13 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. West Virginia Metro News.